You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. Then children were being brought to him in order that he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought him. But Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who was trapped. This is the story of her great escape. Matilda, my name's Miss Honey. Miss, it's hurting my head. Is maths your favorite thing? What I really like is reading. It's like a holiday in your head. You're mine, Matilda. Your parents must think they've won the lottery with a child like you. Oh, yeah, they just love me at home. Yeah, I'd rather eat vegetables. Now get to bed, you little bookworm. We're told we have to do what we're told, but surely... Mrs Phelps, where's the revenge section? Sometimes you have to be a little bit naughty. Where's my hat? Stupid. I think the trunch bull now. The trunch bull? Headmistress at Crunch This isn't school. It's a prison. They like troublemakers, Wormwood. They make such a lovely sound. <laughs> when they snap. No! That's not right! We are revolting children! Matilda, you need to be very careful! Miss Trunchbull, she's dangerous. Eat. Eat! So am I. It is too early for you. Miss Honey, I need to show you something. Am I strange? Your mind is extraordinary. That is the biggest hug in the world. You're a hero. Who's doing it? Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I didn't watch Judy's video before uh, it was played here at the nine o'clock service, but 
we had some things in common. First of all, I love musicals as well. And as I've been thinking about this musical, Matilda, I keep thinking of a song from another musical, You Have to Be Carefully Taught, from Rodgers and Hammerstein's South Pacific. So it's kind of funny, right? That's how the Holy Spirit works sometimes. It's a song that's ultimately about bigotry. You have to be carefully taught to hate and fear. And this is what keeps popping up in my head as I think about Matilda, a movie where some carefully teach children to believe they are worthless and others carefully teach them to have hope and to believe in themselves. Now, of course, the movie Matilda is an exaggeration. It's dark and it's somewhat hard to see. Matilda is an unwanted child. She is neglected. She sings at one point, my mommy says I'm a lousy worm, and my daddy says I'm a bore. Her parents even forgot to send her to school, and when they do send her to school, it's to an awful environment run by an awful woman, Agatha Trunchbull. You saw her in the trailer. What I didn't realize until afterwards was that was Emma Thompson, and you just think, wow, the wonder of makeup. Well, anyway, Agatha Trunchbull locks children up. She puts them in Chokey, which has a closet with spears and things. She does horrible things to them. And so the children are taught that they don't matter, that they are worthless. Now, of course, it's a fictional story. And not just because we don't all break out in song every once in a while, although wouldn't that be fun? It's an exaggeration. We like to think there aren't places like that that really exist, but we do know that children live in awful circumstances all over the world. The United Nations estimates that nearly 385 million children around the world are living in poverty. There are more than twice as likely to live in extreme poverty than adults. They are more likely to suffer early nutritional uh, deficiencies that have lasting effects. Those children living in poverty are more likely to experience forms of child abuse, including child marriage. UNICEF says that unless child marriage is ended, more than 150 million girls will be married before 18 by the year 2030. Those children living in poverty have much lower life expectancy. Now these statistics all come from concern worldwide. And they remind us that children are taught that they are worthless still in this world. Jesus said, let the children come to me. We see uh, pictures of this in scripture. Maybe you've seen like the painting where Jesus and the children are surrounding him and they're all laughing and smiling and it's wonderful. But children of Jesus's day were merely tolerated. Earlier in Hebrew history, biblical archaeologists believe that they were not even considered human. Now you can That makes sense, right? Think about the passages in which children are killed, firstborns are killed. Tolerated was much better. But it still meant that they were worthless. They didn't have worth in their own right as children. At best, some had some worth as potential adults. But 
children who were not considered promising. They had no birthright, or they weren't attractive, or they weren't very intelligent, or they were female. They were treated like chattel. In their religious tradition, children were not a part of the community. So when Jesus said, let the children come, it was radical. It was countercultural. Children had value. They were worth something because they were children of God. And we, as those who follow Christ, are called to do the same for all of God's children. On the Mental Health Awareness uh, website, it's written that the basics for a child's good physical health are nutritious food, adequate shelter and sleep, exercise, immunizations, and a healthy living environment. The basic for, basics for a child's good mental health are unconditional love from family, self-confidence and high self-esteem, the opportunity to play with other children, encouraging teachers and supportive caregivers, safe and secure surroundings, and appropriate guidance and discipline. Let the children come means caring for those needs. And so what can we as individuals and as a church do? Well, first we are already doing something. We support programs like Cast Community Surf, uh, Social Services and Helping Hearts and Helping Hands, um, Worldwide Mobility, and other ministries through the United Methodist Church like UMCOR, all programs that support the physical health and well-being of children. And we can do more. We do help through our food pantry, through our Christmas connection, through all kinds of things. We as individuals can participate and sponsor a child programs like um, many have done through the Helping Hearts, Helping Hands program, ensuring food and clean water and education and health care through programs like UNICEF. And we can ensure that our own children know that they are loved and valued and provide a safe and secure environment for them with adults who encourage them and opportunities to play and connect with other children so that they grow in self-esteem and are empowered to speak up and act for others. Now, Matilda wasn't all dark. Matilda herself had two adults in her life who made her feel valued. The librarian of the mobile librarian of the mobile library, Mrs. Phelps, would spend time with Matilda after school. Matilda would go over there and they would read together and Matilda would share stories and, and Mrs. Phelps would compliment her imagination and encourage her to nurture it. And she would give her more books for her to read. And then there was Miss Honey, Matilda's teacher. Miss Honey loved children and she made learning fun. She saw how smart and gifted Matilda was, and she encouraged her and supported her. And with Miss Honey's support, Matilda stood up to injustice. She didn't like what she saw, children being abused and treated poorly, accused of things that they did or didn't do, accused of things that didn't matter, like wearing pigtails, punishments that were excessive and harmful. So Matilda used her gifts to respond. Miss Honey showed Matilda that she mattered, and that gave Matilda the strength that she needed to stand up in the face of injustice and say no. 
Matilda had the power of telekinesis, and she used those powers to run Trunchbull out. When we say, let the children come, we are empowering them. And as a church, it means doing things like mission trips and educational opportunities and community building and leadership institute and kingdom assignments that expose children to injustice and encourage them to do something about it. I remember years ago in 2015 when Olivia Paulson went through our confirmation assignment and she received her, or, or through confirmation and received her kingdom assignment where we give the confirmants $100 and tell them to grow it in order to make a difference in the world. Olivia was affected by the death of her grandfather to suicide. Through her kingdom assignment, she made scarves and she raised $3,000 for suicide prevention with the help of her confirmation journey companion, Eileen Foley. Over a winter break a couple years ago, Zach Montgomery and his mom served a meal at Grace Centers of Hope. Zach was inspired by their work, and when he got his kingdom assignment, he made and sold Christmas ornaments with the Clarkston United Methodist steeple on them and words like grace and hope. He raised $600 to support the ministry of Grace Centers of Hope, who provides meals and shelter and childcare to those in need. Year after year, kids have raised money to buy boots for our sleeping bags for the Homeless Project. It started with a coffee bar back before we had front porch coffee. And just a couple years ago, crosses were made and sold by young men who had a heart for the people they had encountered through sleeping bags for the homeless in Flint. Last year's confirmation class raised over $4,000 for causes about which they were passionate, about for injustices that they sought to remedy, like illiteracy and homelessness and poverty and clean water. Over the past 10 years since we started the kingdom assignment, and I come to understand that they had something like that a couple years earlier to that, Kids have learned about issues that trouble them. They've used their talents to do something about them. Thousands upon thousands of dollars have been raised and items collected by teens who stood up to injustices about which they were passionate. But it's not just teenagers who are doing this. 24 years ago, when their children were little, Renee Weaver-Wright and Carola Huttenlocker started the Angels in Training program here at Clarkston United Methodist Church. They were looking for activities outside of Sunday morning that would engage their children and help them to help others. Carola was the crafty one and Renee was the organizer. Together, they helped children to serve others. Every other week, they came together, and one thing they did was help the children to develop relationships with seniors in our congregation. So these seniors and angels got to do all kinds of things together. The children one time uh, made cookies for the seniors, and um, they were given instructions on how to go and deliver them, and their parents took them. They were probably a little more nervous than the kids, and they delivered their cookies to them. Renee told me, I remember the time we bought these little foot-high Christmas trees and some mini decorations on sale after Christmas for the following year when we had the kids decorate them and then take them out to the seniors. It was so funny how many of the kids just put their ornaments around the bottom of the tree because isn't that what little kids do? 
It was all we could do to not move the ornaments around, but that's where the kids wanted them, so that's where we left them. Carola told me one time Pastor Jill donated her old artificial Christmas tree, which we set up at Canterbury Village and decorated with the ornaments and the kids that the kids had produced. It was such a sparse room, but the tree and the kids and the Christmas carols and the delighted seniors sure brightened it up. Children were encouraged and empowered to make a difference, and they did just that. Another program that they started was collecting stuffed animals for police stations and emergency rooms, something that our angels in training now just did again. Shelby Ettinger, who leads this program that now is on Sunday mornings between the 9 and 11 o'clock service, shared with me my favorite memory so far from this year is from Christmas. We were collecting stuffed animals to donate to fire departments and women's shelters. On Christmas Eve, Gracie told her mom that they had to bring all of her extra stuffed animals because it was the last day they were collecting them. She came to Christmas Eve worship with a bag of stuffed animals practically bigger than she was with the biggest smile on her face. Her mom or dad didn't tell her to do it. She wanted to do it. Gracie wanted to make a difference, to help those who needed to feel loved. They've made items to sell at Mission Possible in order to raise money for missions. They've painted rocks for those who are hurting. They, have, um, they do the Take a Sack and Bring It Back program where they pass out sacks and we fill them up and bring them back and they pack lunches for um, kids who receive free lunch at school so they have lunch on spring break. Martha Manting, I remember, explained once to the missions team in angels, the kids learn to care for others. It's the, probably the only place they make something and don't take it home. It's given away to bring joy or help or comfort. Over the past 24 years, hundreds of kids supported by many uh, adult volunteers have learned that they can make a difference. They've learned about injustices and worked to remedy them. It's inspiring to see what kids can do when they are believed in and welcomed. We as a church have the unique ability to love and support children, to empower them to do the work of Jesus. I've often heard adults uh, say that when they volunteered to teach Sunday school, they've learned as much from the kids as the kids learn from the adults. When we make space and welcome the children, God works. In Matilda, Miss Honey challenges Matilda's trajectory and finds her own voice by helping Matilda. Supporting, loving, welcoming children feels good, and it inspires us to have the courage and the heart for, that they do. It inspires us to love and generosity. Perhaps that's part of why Jesus wanted us to welcome children too. We don't just minister to them, they minister to us and show us what the kingdom of God can look like. And so I want you to think for a moment. What can you do? How can you welcome the children? If you would like to volunteer in any of these programs that I just talked about, you can come and see one of us. Reverend Christie is sitting right there. Or maybe you have a new idea, something new that you would like to see us do as a church. 
think about that. I hope that you will consider what that might be and come and talk to one of us and the clergy or staff or leadership. Or maybe there's something that you are feeling called to do just on your own. I want to challenge you to find a way to welcome children as Jesus did. May we never take for granted the children, our own by proximity and those who are ours by faith in Jesus, all of them. May we love them, believe in them, welcome them like Jesus, and may they know their worth and be courageous. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.